Hello and welcome to the Emotion Focused Podcast, a series all about emotions, how they work for us, how seemingly sometimes they don't work for us, and how we can understand that better. I'm Lou Cooper, I'm your host and I'm based in Melbourne, Australia, and in this series I'm joined by people from around the world who have dedicated their professional lives to the exploration of emotions. Everything you hear on this podcast is informed by emotion theory and emotion-focused therapy. Hmm, well, this is an interesting one. The title of this episode, I'm Scared of Therapy. And it's interesting that something that is supposed to be helpful for us can also be extremely scary. To explore this, I'm joined by Ash White, who is a counselling psychologist and emotion-focused therapist based here in Melbourne, working in private practice. Ash, thank you for joining me on this particular exploration. Nice to be with you, Lou. Is this a valid thing that people are scared of therapy? Of course, yeah. There's a lot of good reasons to be afraid of therapy, um, you know, none of which should stop somebody from ultimately going to therapy and getting the help that they need. But absolutely valid anxieties that people might have about you know, the process of therapy and what's involved. But ultimately, it will reward people to have the courage to, in spite of those fears, you know, go to therapy and, and get that support. I suppose it's a bit like you know, needing to have some surgical procedure that you know is going to resolve a problem, you hope is going to resolve a problem. And you're, you know, it's understandable that you may be scared because there are risks. And I'm wondering if there are risks in therapy. Yeah, um, a, a surgery that you're awake for, perhaps, which sounds, you know, dreadful, but hopefully therapy isn't so painful, you know, for people ultimately when they get there. But certainly there are risks. I mean, for therapy to be so effective for so many people, you know, something has to be happening. And so if it can be helpful, then uh, stands to reason that it would, you know, um, contain some risks. I suppose the biggest risk for for people going to therapy is that they'll have to confront uh, or face some things that they know or they expect might be painful, emotionally painful. And they might have a, a fear of just the emotions in general uh, in the sense that, you know, they might be overwhelmed by those emotions, they might be too big to bear or just might be afraid of uh, collapsing under the weight of it and not being able to function or perhaps, you know, once they contact some kind of pain or anger that they might start lashing out at people or burning bridges or, yeah, so there's, Certainly risks, um, but I think the, the risks are worth it. Well, I'd suggest that a lot of people go to therapy not expecting any pain and unaware that this might happen. They just want to be fixed. Yeah, I think there's definitely people, you know, that might see therapy as some, some sort of a, a project in, you know, learning some skills, some strategies, some tools that they might, uh, you know, learn as if, you know, in school or something like that and then go away and apply to their lives and, you know, and see positive change. Um, and that can be part of it. But, you know, a, a bigger part of it, I think, is that we go to therapy and we experience some things that perhaps we, you know, trying to protect ourselves from. And some of the, 
you know, the, the keenest lessons um, and the insights come from um, facing some of that difficult stuff. So, Ash, you're in private practice, so you'd see a lot of clients, you'd see a lot of people come through the door. How do you know if someone is scared? I mean, I guess if they're really scared, they don't come through the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I just, uh, I expect that people will be, um, if not scared uh, to be there, but somewhat ambivalent, you know, part of them feeling like they, they'd like to be there or they need to be there and, and another part of them would rather run out the door. And, you know, so naming that ambivalence um, or, or looking into that at the very start um, can be a way that people can feel, you know, supported in their, their process, you know, the difficulty of just showing up uh, to therapy. That sounds like, you know, a first step to saying, you know, I get you, I understand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And having, having experienced therapy myself, I mean, I, it's, you know, I can, I can, you know, look back to what I was feeling, reflect on, you know, how it was for me. Um, and yeah, I was, uh, in a, in a state of anxious anticipation, I suppose, um, of what was going to come next. And, and so that, that can help inform, you know, my empathy for clients when they walk through the door and, um, and just helping them to name it and air it at the very start. So I'm wondering whether that is a question for people that are considering therapy or looking for a therapist to ask whether their therapist has had their own therapy. Have they been through this themselves? Yeah, I think a lot of people will come, you know, into therapy with the uh, unsure of the expectations, um, you know, or the what's okay, you know, um, to do or to say or to ask as, as a client or in that role. Or maybe they expect that the therapist is going to be this sort of neutral, um, you know, somewhat detached persona and, you know, they, they think that they can't ask or they can't pry or that, you know, they're, they're expecting that kind of asymmetry of focus, you know, on, on them and their issues and their feelings. But, you know, if it, if it makes you feel more comfortable... And it's important to you to, you know, to know a little more about who you're talking to and who you're, you know, spilling your guts with, as it were. Um, yeah. You know, I, I would, uh, I'd feel very open to answering any questions that a client might have of me, for instance. You're right. That's a very difficult thing for people to do. I mean, if I, if I think about in the, in the medical profession, right, I don't, I wouldn't go to a surgeon and say, have you had this surgery? Have you mm. ever had surgery? I mean, I wouldn't ask those questions. Mm. I guess I'd be scared to ask. No, was it scared? I don't know. It just doesn't seem that I have the right to ask those questions or something. Yeah, and, you know, I guess I would hope that, you know, if somebody was going to therapy that they could, they would have a therapist that would expect or use their empathy, uh, uh, you know, to anticipate that the client might have some questions and might be struggling um, with exactly that. You know, do I have a right to ask this? Um and so, you know, to kind of preempt it and say, you know, are there any questions that you might have for me or how are you feeling about being here? Maybe it's a little strange for you that, you know, we're here just to focus on you. What would make you feel more comfortable, um, you know, here? You know, do you have any things that you'd like to know about me? Uh, being open like that and being prepared to, you know, answer any questions that a client might have, you know, from a place of openness and curiosity is um, rather than that kind of defensive, you know, somewhat detached sort of stance is, um, 
I think the sign of a good therapist. So that's what I try to embody. And as as you're as you're saying that, um, I get this sense of fear actually being a perfectly natural thing that people are going to be experiencing as they walk into this, you know, encounter, meeting someone they haven't met before to do something that they may have been anticipating for a long time. And I'm wondering if when you don't see fear, that is harder for you as a therapist when there isn't fear. Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, that's an interesting point. I mean, if I ask somebody, you know, how are you feeling about being here? Is there any part of you that, that feels anxious or unsure or ambivalent? Uh, and somebody, you know, claims that, no, they feel completely comfortable. And, you know, I guess, you know, I'm open to that being the case. And maybe this person's, uh, an, uh, you know, a bit uncommon in that way. But um, it's probably more likely that they're not uh, in touch with, you know, how they're feeling about being there. They're somewhat detached from any sort of fear or anxiety they might have, or they don't uh, expect that the therapy is going to go particularly deep. It's just going to be an exchange of, you know, information and and advice perhaps. So they don't feel um, apprehensive about what's to come. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it can be the case that somebody who seems perfectly calm on the outside is in fact feeling something that they're not aware of or they're not prepared to disclose, um, or that they, in fact, don't feel afraid, um, and that that's more informed by a you know an expectation of how the therapy is going to go that you know uh, might need some attention. So, with with someone like that, would you work in exactly the same way? Would you ask them, you know, the same questions? Would you would you start off in the same way? Yeah, I guess it really depends on um, if I sense that the person um, is feeling something that they're not aware of or they're not showing or whether, in fact, they're just not that feeling that fear. Um, and that would uh, – my response would really depend on that. If it's, the, uh, if it's the first one, you know, I would just use a lot of empathy and normalizing and uh, about the process and how it can be – it can be tricky and that part of us can – you know, feel good about being there and another part can, you know, feel anxious about it. And, and um, you know, that might welcome out those sort of, um, those feelings in somebody. If it's if it's the other case, you know, where somebody's not in fact, you know, anxious or, or afraid of the process of therapy, then, you know, just gentle pacing as we go uh, and, you know, deepening over time in terms of, you know, their experience of being there and our focus is... Uh, is how I tend to proceed. As you talked about people coming to therapy and not really knowing what they're coming to particularly, right? I mean, I guess whether you know that, whether you know they might say, I don't, I, I've never done this before, I really don't know what to expect. Or if they say, yeah, I've done lots of, I've seen lots of people before and here I am. What, what information do you want them to know about what they're about to experience? What do you tell them? Yeah, I, I, um, I think that uh, I think people are very aware of um, or they, they have good sort of you know bullshit radars you know and they, and they, they, they don't want a lot of people don't want to be you know fed these kind of you know soothing platitudes about about 
you know, how things are going to go. And, and I, I have no right to kind of tell clients that, hey, this is going to be an easy process or it'll be painless or anything like that. I just, I simply don't know that that's the case. And so I really rest on my openness and transparency and, and, and being realistic about it. And I think, you know, for most clients, they find that refreshing. So I trust that being honest about it um, and helping the client to feel informed about the process moving forward is um, is really what they're, they're needing and wanting. And um, thankfully, that's usually the case. Um, and I'm hearing that you are at this point just working on forming a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, that can be more straightforward or more challenging depending on, you know, the, the nature of why somebody's, you know, seeking out that support and coming to therapy in the first place. So, um, you know, relationships of any kind can um, be sources of, you know, risk and danger um, for some people. And, you know, therapy is no different in that regard, but it's also got this kind of um, specialness or uniqueness about it that somebody can feel very on the spot. Um, the focus is on them and their experience and their challenges and their private, you know, and sometimes painful thoughts and feelings. So, um, you know, again, that's just, it's, it, these are valid um, anxieties that people often have, but as the relationship, you know, is forged and people feel more comfortable, then they can feel more emboldened and empowered to take those risks. Well, there's a difference, isn't there, from people being scared of therapy and actually being scared of you. Not not because, I mean, I, I, I met you, Ash, and I'm not scared of you. I don't think you're a particularly scary person. But for some people, some people are scared of other humans. Yeah. It's an unfortunate, you know, reality. And, and you know, I guess, you know, therapists and clients alike know this, you know, better than anybody that, um, you know, human beings can sometimes be capable of, you know, some pretty pretty ordinary behavior and we can treat each other, you know, quite badly at times. And that is the source of um, many people's, you know, pain and, and difficulty and the stuff that they bring to therapy to work through. So it's a, you know, unfortunate irony in some ways that, you know, um, one of the most effective ways of processing and transforming that, that emotional pain that brings people to therapy that has that relational origin, you know, involves um, working it through in relationship with a therapist. Uh, so it can be tricky. Yeah. What What is that like for you? Sitting sitting there and knowing that someone is scared of you. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, we try not to take things personally, right? Um, although, you know, sometimes it's not that easy. And, um, you know, as therapists, we're trained and supported and, you know, to... Um, to really be able to step back from, you know, the client's um, experience of of you, the therapist, as being not just a, an experience of you, but an experience of who you you might remind them of, or just what's being activated for them in general, being across from somebody and and um, being involved in something so intimate. So, you know, it's it's about for me, it's about not taking it personally and exploring, you know, somebody's uh, fear as being really the reason or the staff they bring into therapy to work through in the first place. When you say something so intimate, can you say a little more about that, the intimacy yeah. of therapy? It's something that um, I think really accounts for how therapy can be so 
effective for people. It's it really is the case that for most people, therapy tends to work, you know, really well, and it largely comes down to that relationship. But I think the relationship is what that relationship offers when therapy is done well is, you know, a, a, a an environment of emotional safety and non judgment that, um, you know, can dispel feelings of shame and fear and and loneliness and um, that that many clients you know experience and, and you know bring into the room um, so the intimacies you know around you know um, the the relational and the emotional environment of the the therapy room and, and what you're doing together um, therapist and client um, you know that it's really hard to find anybody or replicate anywhere else. Um, you know, even confiding in a, a close friend or an intimate partner or, you know, involves, um, you know, or, or I suppose ought to involve that, that reciprocity, you know, we're looking after each other's needs. But here in therapy, it, it really is about being seen and being known intimately by, by your therapist. When you talk about it being an extremely safe environment and, mm. you know, we started off with I'm scared of therapy. So there's it's, it's interesting that uh, a relationship can start and there can be fear at the beginning. Mm. But for the work to happen, for the therapy to be effective, that fear needs to be moved through in order to create an environment of safety. And, and I'm wondering, Ash, for people listening that have thought about having therapy or have considered or someone might have suggested why don't you have therapy mm. and feeling apprehensive about that, how would you suggest they, you know, uh, address their fear, what they do with that fear? Mm. Yeah, that's a, it's a really important, you know, question or, or you know, thing to address. And um, I, just, I would recommend, you know, that people – lean into the fear that they might have about going to therapy and approach it with curiosity and almost, uh, you know, what can this teach me about what I value or what I'm wanting to avoid or, you know, what am I really anticipating here or what am I anxious about here? So, you know, discovering what it's saying about about your experience um, is, to me, is an important first step. You know, for some people, coming to therapy is about, you know, the fear of the emotions that you know the being in therapy might might bring up for them but clearly i mean there are other f things to be uh you know, valid fears that somebody might have about therapy as well Th you know fear of being judged by the therapist and the shame that that might bring up you know fear that the therapy won't work and and you know that that might say to somebody you know i'm i'm unfixable or i'm crazy or i'm i'm forsaken or uh, fear that therapy will work, you know, that, that now I have to make difficult decisions or I've got to, you know, cut people out of my life that, are, that aren't good for me or, um, you know, uh, fear of sort of losing your autonomy, you know, have, handing over the reins of your life to the therapist, so to speak, you know, fear of being controlled and, or even, you know, growing dependent on the therapist and, and, um, and then once dependent, you know, feeling, fearing that potential abandonment. Uh, or even if, you know, seeing therapy is um, kind of tantamount to committing a an act of betrayal, you know, airing the family secrets or, you know, that sort of thing. So identifying why 
you might be afraid or you know scared to go to therapy in the first place um, you know is an important thing to kind of I guess discover or ask yourself at the outset and of course therapy may not be for everyone or it may not be the right time mm. for people yeah it's uh you know I'm I'm such a proponent of therapy that you know it that is hard for me to admit that you know some people won't be won't find therapy you know helpful or useful for them you know but I think for anybody to c- come to that conclusion I I'd hope that they would give it a go and if it doesn't work for you that you know explore you know a different therapy or a different you know approach to therapy there are you know different approaches out there so uh, it may be that the reasons for therapy not working for you are um, down to the, the match or the relationship with the, the therapist that didn't really get off the ground or uh, or some other reason. So I'm hearing the take-home message, if you want, is to be curious about that fear. Yeah, definitely. And to lean into it and ask yourself those questions. Yeah, exactly. Well put. Ash, thank you very much for your time. I hope that that's been useful to anyone who's listening that's sitting on the edge of maybe diving into therapy. Ash White is a counselling psychologist and emotion-focused therapist based in Melbourne. Thanks, Ash. Thanks, Lou. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening in. If you'd like to find out more about this podcast and the people you've heard speaking, as well as more episodes, go to our website, emotionfocused.com.